you know, the front relax pose, the front double by, yeah. the front lat spread, everything from the front. Mm-hmm. Your up, your your upper quads have to be lit up. Yep. At all times, you absolutely. Have to be, you have to be, you have to be split up to your hips at all times. Absolutely. Meaning not one second that you are on stage should your upper quads not be split. And I tell this to people and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they walk on stage and their upper quads are not there and they're not split. And they maybe, maybe they split for a second when they hit a shot and then they fade. Yeah. And then they get third and they go, well, I guess I got to be bigger. And I'm like, no, you gave away at least one spot with your legs. I can't with that. Like, that's a whole topic of itself. Like, when you first went in the gym, I, w- I was telling Nikki this this morning while it was happening, while they were two feet away from me. I went to the gym and I was like, God, I want to get big. Now, that could mean anything. I think most guys that go to the gym, they want to get a little bigger. It doesn't mean they want to be fucking monsters, but they want to be bigger. For sure. I went to the gym. I looked at the biggest guys. What are they doing? Right. I've never in my entire life seen a guy above average doing that. Yeah. So she brought up the fact that the the amount of information that's out there, the amount of bad information that's out there, somehow people grab that off of Instagram or wherever, ignore who it came from, and then just adopt it. And they still don't see what's right in front of them in the gym, which is no one with any sort of muscularity is doing this. They had one plate, so it's 45 pounds. Also, mind you, gravity is straight up and down, so it's not even 45 pounds because I'm a fucking hammer strength. And what are they doing exactly? Like you said, sideways? Like the Let me get in here. Let me get into my fucking right. hammer strength machine, but the front of it's here, okay. and I'm going to grab it here, Oh. and this is my range of motion, mind you. So my chest, my pec doesn't actually like stretch at all. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, but I can feel it. You know, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you probably so, get a hell of a contraction, and I bet that's what that contraction is. And that's is why probably- I'm going to get fucking huge, okay. even though I've never seen anyone do it. And even though the guy that came right after me immediately sat on it like a normal fucking person and started <laughs> lifting weight. I don't know. It. So, I got now I got to go off. Here we go. This better be recording, because here we go. <laughs> I guess we started the show. I saw a guy <laughs> put up a video this weekend. He said... Hell of a chest day, and it was a video in his story, right? Yeah. Guess what he's doing? He, he's got dumbbells, okay? They're on his sides. Okay. He's bringing them up like this. Okay? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Otherwise known as like a front raise. Yeah. Um, but that was for chest. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, I can contract my chest doing that. Yeah, I could do that too. But gravity is still straight up and down. Yeah. How is that a fucking like? In what planet is that a chest movement? Yeah. That guy definitely gets sideways on the goddamn Smith machine and does that shit. Yeah. So, anyways, you're not. You know, I tell people all the time, I don't care what other people do. I'm like, none of my fucking business. You're not hurting anybody, but it, I, I still can't. It's like, I don't care if you're a shitty driver either. But you know, if the blinking yellow to turn left is on at least pull out the intersection so i don't get fucked by the deal yeah you know same thing i'm like i know i preach that you should just let people do what they do but sometimes the stupidity hurts me it hurts my soul ron's calling yeah oh ron ron's calling you what's up on your phone 
I didn't see your message in time, dude. What are you guys doing? We're on the show. You're on the show right now. I'm I'm twisting you. We're on the show. We just started. Are you taking a nap? What's going on with Ron? What's no, he doing? I was looking for food. Half the places are closed because of the fucking funeral. Oh, is he is he in England already? Yeah, he's I'm in England. Around right? looking. Oh, dude, yeah. see, that's bullshit. So where is Why he? Would he be go- yeah. Ask him what city is he in right now. I he's in know. Birmingham. I know oh, the answer to that. Okay. Yeah, I know. What so, are you doing there so early? What are you doing for the next like three days? Yeah. Um, I should have asked more questions about my schedule. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they brought me so early. I, I thought there was a bunch of stuff to do. And I'm looking at the schedule and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to hang out with Dino a lot. Yeah, yeah I was like, because um, you text me and you were like, let's do 11 o'clock on Thursday. I'm like, well, I get there at like 8.35 in the morning. I mean, if I can make it, I'll do it. But <laughs> I, I'm coming from the yeah. flight with my bags and I'm down. But <laughs> well, I know. Anyways, we might move that to Friday. Okay. So I'll figure it out. But I mean, I can grab my food. I ordered food, so I'm just waiting for my food. But I go up to my room in a bit and hop on. I don't know. Yeah, just do that. Just dive on it. We'll fucking we'll hit the ground. I mean, you're on right now, so everybody knows that you're gonna pop on at some point. Okay, all good. All right, see ya. Man, he's he's already there. That's yeah, an- so he was taking off. That's that's how this happened. That's why I texted you this morning. Yeah, because I'm sitting there and I'm I don't consume a lot of social media anymore. Right. Right. I don't like people at all, at all, at all. Um, so I just, like, I literally go to friends' pages. That's the other thing. All my friends are shadow banned. I have to, like, go look. <laughs> you have to actually. I have to go look for Ron. Yeah. I find him, and I'm like, oh, good, Jed. Yeah. So I'm watching Jed, and it says, last walk with dad for the next eight days. And it was 14 Ooh. hours ago. And I'm like, yeah. 14 hours. Do the math. And I know, I was like, I don't think he's going to be on the thing that's probably a good yeah that's a good assumption there so there it was so anyways but yeah that was that was how i figured out that he wasn't gonna be on i text him i text you then he got back to me and he's like well i might be able to get on i was like all right well we'll see what happens it works cool if not ron scott will wear a west coast iron shirt in your honor yeah i'll wear my mutant outfit to remind everyone that if they go to immutant.com they can use the code dusty 20 you could have used the own the the code big ron 20 if he was here but no screw it screw it not on this show you you guys know what to do yeah episode blah 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 don't use his right also speaking i saw that you put it in by the way i saw you started adding it to the thing of course absolutely so we don't say the episode but you tell them the episode so you've just taken the power yeah 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 we just we just did (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) but uh i I wanted to mention some other mutant stuff because we had a couple people uh comment on the last episode and they said please tell mutant to stock 4xl t-shirts so i have bad news for you yeah, they're also going to stock five XL. Okay, that's bad. That's so, bad news. Well, he only asked for four, so I don't know oh. if five is going to offend him. He has something to grow into. Um, yes, so we already talked, and it should be in the October orders. The uh, I love seeing the, this though. The three, four, and five XLs. Um, definitely the three and fours, but they're all going to be available because I actually so like I make my own shirts. Yeah, yeah. Currently. Um, but yeah, so the big boss already handled that they're ordered. And in fact, so a lot of people liked my, um, 
what was it called? What was it the fuck attention shirt? Is that the one? Fuck attention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're making that for mutant now. So I love it's a that dusty idea. mutant collaboration. So we just put them together and those will be available shortly. Ron has his own shirt. Oh, Sean has his own shirt. We all got our own stuff. I didn't put my logo on mine. They offered. Okay. I don't like busy shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And I was like, I don't need that shit. So can we get one that says no no bare feet? No, we have one coming out that says fuck Crocs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think, could you imagine? That's only going to sell 50% though, because 50% of the people are like, well, then fuck you. (laughs) Ron was embarrassed last week, I think, of his rant about the bare feet thing. Because he was passionate about it. He meant it. But then afterwards, he was like, oh, I don't want to think about, you know, his. He got very, he got very passionate about that. You know. Well, he was he. This is the thing about Canadians. I mean, wrong <laughs> is uh, it? It's it's. There's a concern of the perception of how someone else will hear what he says. Yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing is, if you know Ron at all, like there's I, literally there's never animosity. Like Ron could tell me, Dusty, you're being a fucking moron. Yeah. And yeah, he, he actually, it's like you're welcome. I'm helping you. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not, it's never negative. So it's like, same thing. He doesn't want you to, to he doesn't want to police fucking socks. He doesn't give right. a shit. Right. But then you drag him over the gym, then people are complaining. It's like, oh, fuck. There's no other choice you know? at that point. Yeah. You know? So he just has to handle it. And that's the problem is he does think it's dirty and that's his personal side. You know, right. like, I feel right. the same way. Like, I, I don't really like, you know, I don't really want to see you in fucking work boots in the gym. Oh, you don't even like or the work pain, boots. Or, what did you do jeans. through the nineties? No, no, but like, you know no, like, that? but work boots, jeans, like people who come straight oh, from work. Yeah, yeah. And it's not about the jeans or the work boots. It's like, okay, you might fuck up the pads with the jeans. That is true. I've actually yeah. seen dudes come into the gym like that truly are like man shit working, and yeah. then they like bring clumps of dirt through the gym. Also, yeah. not a fan. Oh no, that's not good. They don't actually give a fuck what's on your feet. I don't want you to fuck up the equipment or make the gym dirty. That's all. You know, I mean, I would electrocute people who don't wash their hands also. I'm a big fan of just fucking cattle prodding people. But it's frowned upon, I guess, ever since 9-11. I got to circle circle back around, though. So You can't say circle back, though, because that's what that fucking lady used to say all the time. Who's that? Oh, I don't pay press attention secretary. to that stuff. Oh my gosh, she used to always circle back, which meant she wasn't going to say shit. But go ahead, you could okay. circle back. Well, because we started out, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about that hammer strength uh, oh. chest press and pushing it sideways. And, you know, we're trying to provide education to the masses, which, by the way, too, I had some statistics, if we can get into it in a, in a few I want to tell you about what's going on with the audio podcast because it's doing really well and we're getting subscribers and, and listeners from all over the world. I want to give them some shout outs. But nice. before we got to any of that, we're providing education. So uh, for real, though, for anybody who's listening and they're like, yeah, I thought that's the way you were supposed to do the hammer strength chest press. You sit in it sideways and then you get this little that that that, and then you, you know, you move on from there. What what, what do you think? What do you want to All say? Right, so, so here's should, the thing. What should first, we be doing? We're going to break it first down off, real simple. First off, think about this. Where's the stretch? There isn't yeah. one. Because you're absolutely, for the first time in your life, you're bottoming out. And most of you guys have never done that before. Um, 
sorry, I was crossing things. Anyways, in the gym. <laughs> so you're hitting the you're hitting the bottom for the first time in your life. And but there's no stretch yet. Yeah. And I under I do understand, like you said, all sarcasm aside, when you come up, you're gonna feel a squeeze. Yeah. And you're like, I'm targeting right here. Yeah. That's not how muscle works. Okay. I, I like to just keep things at the most simple thing. Stretch a muscle as far as we'll stretch safely. Contract the entire muscle as much as you can. Yes. You know, for, you know, so here's the bottom line. You're not creating tissue doing that. You're getting a little pump. Um, I, I compare it to like someone says that weight doesn't matter. It's like, well, if that's the case, go to Safeway, grab a couple cans of beans and just do 300 side laterals. Yeah eventually it's going to burn at some point you know or hold a baby in your arm like this yeah for 20 minutes like you're going to get a pump in your bicep it's not yeah. growing it's yeah. you know what i'm saying so you got to factor those things in and the reason i said about the looking at people is okay here's something i always thought about when i was a kid i was like i, I see a guy like a jay cutler mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's doing some different movement okay that i've never seen before i'd have two questions one why is he doing that and two is that so advanced that i don't need it yet Mm. and and maybe it's not but my point is is now do that in reverse at our gym right now like i just showed you last week we got jeremy pop and we got i mean there are probably off the top of my head 10 15 guys in there with awesome physiques even just normal dudes but i mean they're 220 yeah. You know, big ass dudes. You've never seen any of them do that. There you go. There you like, go. so my question is do you think that you are so advanced that you need to do that sideways that I don't need to do it? Yeah. Do you think you know something I don't know? Or do you, or you just, and here's, here's what the true answer is you're just not thinking. Because you feel a little pump and you saw it on Instagram and that's the end of it. So it must be good. But if you were really thinking, You'd glance around. And I'm not saying one person, because we all know that genetic, like some of the great genetics can be fucking off in the gym and look awesome. That don't mean that you should just do what they're doing. Yeah, that's true too. Across the board, you're following, you know, you've got, you're a fan of whether it's Bumstead style physiques or Seth Ferrosi style physiques or Ronnie Coleman. Have you seen any of them sideways in the hammer strength press? Yeah. Yeah. And then you do have to remember too, like, you know, if, if I'm not that far along, uh, you know, do I even need to do some of you still have to, it's, it's always a tough game to compare yourself to anybody, but I guess I, I get what's happening there. I get, you feel that pump and then in your brain, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That must, the, here's the thing. I think it takes a long time. It can take a long time, especially for certain body parts, especially like back to be able to feel like a good, strong contraction in that muscle. And if I'm doing these like little half reps, and that helps me to like keep that mind muscle connection. I'm squeezing the muscle, you know, then I can see how I would equate that to like, now I'm going to grow. And listen, my thought is this, if, if people are doing that chest press exercise and they don't want to stop and they don't want to, you know, follow your advice, like literally wait a year and see what kind of progress you've made through that. And if it's working, then more power to you keep going. But if it, I think what you're trying to say, Dusty, is you're trying to, you're trying to fast forward that so they don't have to figure it out a year later. Well, yeah, it's just, I think the thing is, is and, and it's funny, is we, we literally, when I see something that drives me crazy, it, it, 
is in my brain. Um, <laughs> so N- Nikki has figured out how to get me off the fucking ledge. Um, but what it comes down to is people really, that it's and it isn't like me being funny. They don't actually think. They're in the gym. They're working yeah. out. They feel a pump. That's the end of it. You know, but what I like to remind people with pump is it's dangerous because mm. most people would say, okay, what's the king movement for legs? Squats. Now, again, I actually don't prescribe to that, but most people would say that. And that's a pretty safe overall leg builder. Sure. But do you feel the pump in your legs doing squats as much as you do extensions? Hmm, no, no, you don't, do you? Extensions are nasty. It's so pump. targeted. I mean, it's so targeted yeah. in the quad. So, so if the only thing you're thinking about is feeling and pump, you're gonna fuck yourself. Yeah, that's you know a great what I'm point. Man. Because extensions are that way. I mean, when I do lying leg curls, like super strict, and like try to lift my knees at the top, yeah. my hams will cramp. I mean, it's brutal, and it's not even heavy weight. So, if all I thought about was that, I'd be like, well, all I need is lying leg curls. Yeah, yeah. I'm all done, you know, or, you know, a glute kickback is going to be more targeted for the glutes. But if you want a giant ass, squat 405 ass to ankles for a while. Yeah. Trust me, your ass will grow better. And it's not going to, you're not going to feel the contraction as much as you do doing a kickback. Yeah. But tomorrow morning when you go down the stairs, you're going to go, oh, fuck. I I beat the shit out of my ass. I always think what my friend uh, Dave Calico always says. He's like, the things that work, they're not sexy. You know, and that's the thing, man. Right. It's like, that's not going to catch your attention as much as, you know, something that's unique, something that's different. I remember doing, uh, after we had uh, Justin Shire on, he was doing mm-hmm. this uh, pull down at an angle. So it's like he's not pulling straight down. He's pulling kind of like toward him. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That's different. I'm going to try that. As you know, an addition. Oh, we got Ron here as an additional part of my workout, and right, you know, it was very different. That video got literally like five times as many views as if I would have done a regular pull down. People, people right. want something that looks different, and that equates to you know, that equates to excitement, and they you know they want to try that stuff, even if it doesn't equate to gains. Right, Harvey, if you want to be on the show, come over here. You can't oh, just bother. Holy shit, Ron's wearing a sub pop t shirt. I'm so taken back right now. I'm in the I am wearing a sub pop t shirt. It's my new shirt. Oh, dude, that nice. is so cool. And you don't have a hat on. There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot oh. to absorb. There's a lot to absorb. There is. Look, we're red, white, and blue. Go USA. I'm trying to figure out how to go full screen on this, but I guess that's the best screen I got. But you're in the middle. We can see you. Now the feed good. seems okay, hey? For for the moment, yeah. yeah, this is good. Don't jinx it. I'm just on the sh- yeah. just on the shitty Wi-Fi, but you know, see, I got my so am I. Ring I light. Oh, look at this. <laughs> I don't have. A- <laughs> it looks like one though. You still have better lighting than me, and you're in a hotel room. So congratulations. There you go. Nice. There you go. Mm. I got my steak and rice. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. What was on the side there? Like tomatoes? What was that? Yeah, I don't know. Some that's that's decoration they give real food that you don't eat. Oh, I was. You know what I mean, right, Dusty? Yes, you know what I mean. I absolutely know what you mean. Um, So, Ron, I had a little. You you missed. I'm at the gym today, and there was someone sideways on the fucking hammer strength chest press again. Yeah, so, I know. I had a the long epidemic. discussion, but we can we can move past that now because I feel better and Scott has 
handle. You know what? You know what the funny thing is? I we've been doing this so long, Dusty, that I didn't even know what you guys were talking about. But all I heard was Scott say, "You know, people want something different. If I would have done a different, like a, a regular pull down, they wouldn't have watched it." And I was like, "Oh, they're, they're and I I just knew I was like, "Oh, they're talking about stupid fucking exercises." <laughs> <laughs> it's all there is, man. It's all there That's is. That's what I you just know, knew. You know who I, I knew exactly what was know, going on. You know who I blame you know. for it, though. Truthfully, the the heart of it in the beginning is Charles Glass. Oh, angles! Got to hit the angles. Because, yeah, like the backwards camera. I'm not even hating stuff. because he because no. he made, he's making a jillion dollars doing it. So hey, do your thing. But I always used well, to laugh because I was like, he'd get on like a chest press and do a row, and people are like, oh yeah. And I was like, there's this crazy thing where like right across the way there, there's a there's a row machine that's <laughs> built for that. It does. You that. know what the funny thing is though? I think <laughs> if you look at why, like I don't know, maybe we should have Charles on the show. Oh, that would be cool, but, man. I, I'm thinking of like why he even started doing that. And if you think about Glass has been doing this so fucking long, he was doing this back when there wasn't any variety of equipment in the gym. You only had a couple of machines. And maybe there was, if, maybe there's some situations where that was like, yeah, you gotta make use of this thing. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and there's also certain things that are definitely better than other things. Like not all, not all machines are the same when you do them backwards. True. Yeah. Like, no. For them, sure. That's why I think it's just right. funny because <laughs> I used to watch and I'm like, I was like, you know what? I always respected it because I trained in golds for a long time, and I was like, the the businessman in me was like, marketing 101. You go see this. You you go see Dave at the gym. He's gonna have you do an incline bench press, and that's fine. But right. have you ever done an incline bench press on a lying leg curl? Now that's the secret. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 <laughs> It's like when people so. come when when people come to me, they know they're not getting giant sets. Like they're getting right. straight yeah. sets, right? They're getting a lot of they're getting like really properly executed max intensity straight sets. They're not getting fancy stuff or anything else. So you know, people that want to try that stuff, they don't they don't come to me for a workout. Like yeah. hey, you know, can you take me through through a chest workout? They know what the, they know they're getting like a real hard like you know real simple chest workout. Which is how I do things. So me, it's just funny. I, I want to add something too. So just looking at that, like the psychology of what Charles Glass is doing. I mean, I think like, I mean, he's working, he was working with guys like, let's say Dexter Jackson, other top yeah. pros. Some of the, here's a thought. Some of these guys, how many times have they done a seated cable row? Like how many seated sets or even reps of single seated cable rows has... Uh, you know, somebody like, you know, one of these, one of these guys like Dexter Jackson done. So maybe 20, 15 years later when he's working with, you know, Charles Glass, Charles Glass might change that angle. Even if it's not doing anything for him, he's been doing this for so long. Maybe to him, he's like, oh, you know what? This is really cool. This is different because I've already done this every week for the last 15, 20 years of my life. But it doesn't necessarily, you know, so maybe there is some benefit for a guy cool. like that. But that's where I keep coming back to, like, you know, yeah. pros and what but, they need. But I'll tell you what it does, Scott, is yeah. it's the same It's it's the same thing that um, Joe Bennett deals with, okay? Because okay. I've spent enough time in Gold's Venice. It's not that Charles Glass is not doing a fucking barbell incline 
or heavy hack squats. It's that the thing that gets videoed is the different thing that he does because oh, it gets yeah. hits, because it gets attention. So then people think that you're going to walk in and train with Charles and you're going to be backwards and upside down on every piece of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the case. You know, like I love Joe and I actually, before I knew him, I, th I thought the same thing. I was like, does this guy ever fucking have somebody squat? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, 96% of my workouts are the same old shit, but I don't need to post them because everyone's already doing that. Yeah, that and then I was sense. like, "Oh, and that's how it was." If you watch, you know Charles, because I'm sure I'm gonna get death threats after this. Like, guys, relax. I know who Charles is. No, he's a legend. No one shoot me. Yeah, we're on a first name basis. Oh, I'd love no one's talking shit. <laughs> but it's I one wonder, of those things where the point is it does get bastardized because someone sees it, and and this is a point, Ron, that you'll love. Nikki made this point to me because I, I, you see things in the gym, and you're like. Where did they come up with this? Well, I think of that sometimes when someone, I have a client right now, he's going to be mad that I said this, but I've had to send him a dumbbell row video four times. And every time he thinks he's doing it, he sends a video back. And I'm like, how do you think this is the same thing? Mm. Like right. you're filming it, then viewing it, then sending it to me. And it's not the same thing. So imagine if you're sitting backwards on a bench or sideways on a leg press, what he's putting on his Instagram is probably not the exact same that Charles Glass just showed him. True. Is my point. True. Mm -hmm. You know, because I do see that and I'm like, I mean, there was once that he sent me two videos back to back and I was like, I can't even see the change that you're saying you made. Yeah. So there is a connection between the two and not an insult to my client. He's definitely, well, the, the reason we do this is to get it right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I finally sent a video of me doing him his way, then me dropping down and showing him, then verbally walking through. Yeah. Because it just something in my explanation wasn't working. Did so like, I, right, I know what you mean? We'll did, you, did, he, did he get it then <laughs> after you showed him that? I, I'll get him again this week. But okay. that's my point is that's a dumbbell row, yeah. which is a relatively simple movement. But I think that's why Harvey, knock it off. I think that's why they get yeah, bastardized. People just think you just grab a dumbbell and pull it. Yeah. And that's a row. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a lateral raise. I always say that that's probably to me the most wrecked movement in the gym. Because I think, oh, I just grab some dumbbells and put them out to the side. So, anywho. Yeah. All right. That was okay. all a 30 you know, minute I, rant, and we could start the pro topics now. That's good. That's good. We needed <laughs> no, it's that. Fine. Somebody I, did. I, I, I do want to touch on I think this might be my first meal on the show. Oh. I need to show me those. A perfect medium rare. Did they cook it right? Let's see. Yeah, it's actually good. It's good. Here, I'll show you a bite. Ron's I'll, talked I'll a lot about nice. eating. He's talked a lot about using his silverware. And guys, you get to witness it firsthand today. Did you see how he was using it? Like he was fucking good steak. Oh, that is nice. That is nice. At the hotel. Steak. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's, it is his first meal. I've chewed food on the meal many times and people hate me for it. Now they yeah. can finally hate Canadian. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, guys, Big Ron Twenty works again because Scott is or Ron is back on the show today. <laughs> I had told them that it didn't work today because you weren't here. <laughs> Doesn't work, sorry, guys. We shut it off. <laughs> we turned it off for what up for one week. <laughs> you put a rumor out there. You know, I don't even know really know if he's still with Mutant. I guess. <laughs> see. At this point, it's real touch and go. I mean, I haven't seen him in. An hour. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, if nothing else, it. you should be getting a lot of hits on yours just for the harassment you take. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. 
<laughs> My mother like just guy. ordered using Ron's code. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm having flashbacks to my grade 12 biology class because I used to eat like a half a load of, loaf of bread with a jar of peanut butter just sitting in class and no one else was eating. <laughs> and I would just sit in the back eating peanut butter sandwiches. He's so bad here. Making it. Yeah. <laughs> with a knife. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, you're not allowed to bring knives to school anymore, just so you know. You can't do that. Oh, yeah. No. That'd be a problem. <laughs> the world has Good changed. Weak. You know, Weak. I, had, I had something I wanted to share with you guys, and I, I sent this over. I took a screen cap. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and they, they, they always line it up. It's just an entertaining local radio show that they then have it syndicated as a podcast called Dave and Chuck the Freak. It's entertaining. I laugh all the time when I listen to that. It's rare I get to listen to it, but I went to another shooting match yesterday and it was like an hour drive. So I was like, I'll listen to some Dave and Chuck. So I'm driving down the street and this topic they say, and up next, which celebrity claims that they need to have sex five times a day to feel satisfied? And so they get to that segment and this is what I hear. I I actually, like I said, I took a screen cap. I don't know if this is going to demonetize us or what, but like copyright infringement, but we're going to go ahead and roll with it anyway. We don't have to listen to the whole thing, but check this what? out. Why? So Arnold Schwarzenegger did that movie True Lies and Tom Arnold was in it. And I guess yeah. that's been super tight ever since. Okay. They're like best friends. You never would expect it, but I guess they are. And Tom Arnold said, listen, to this day, he has more sex than anyone I know. Wow. He said he actually has... A bunch of women who now visit him daily to fulfill his needs. Good for him. I didn't know that. Schwarzenegger and his wife Maria separated in May 2011 after 25 years of marriage when it was revealed that he had fathered a teenage son with the family maid. Well, because he needed it five times a day, oh, yeah. right? Probably. But since that split, I guess he's found a string of women that keep him sexually fulfilled. Isn't the dude like in his 70s now? Yeah. Yes, but I wonder if he's on stuff. You know, I just saw a video. Of these guys, course. I don't know why, but it's suggested to me uh, in my TikTok, these like, I'm I'm doing this uh, trend or I'm doing this di- different steroid things. One of the videos I just saw was a, if you're doing that, you will want to have sex with people that aren't even attractive like normally you would not even find someone attractive but you're on this stuff and you're so jazzed up and i just wonder with the bodybuilding stuff if it might explain the maid thing because we didn't understand the maid thing like i've seen a couple videos where the guys were like you won't believe what you'll do because your testosterone is so high that you're just like, I'll take it from any, like any you maid. don't need in life. No, no. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I'm just, in- that's the gist of it. And go. It's pretty funny. It's <laughs> pretty funny. It, it's pretty funny when, like, the mainstream starts yeah. to, like, really yeah. catch on. <laughs> to hear Trent, Trent on the radio. Yeah, like the first he didn't even know what it was. He just knew that it made a seven to yeah, ten. You rock it. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it's this thing where when you take trend, yeah. girls aren't as fat. <laughs> just boom. That explains a lot of things. What was that? What was that movie where the uh, 
the the guy was fat the whole time, but he didn't know or something. Shallow how was that? Or no, the woman was fat mm. the whole time, and he thought that she was like a supermodel through his eyes. So he was just on trend. Could be, yeah. Trend. Yeah. He was on. He was on trend and vodka. Yeah. Well, you know what they say: a two o'clock ten is a ten o'clock, or a ten o'clock two is a two o'clock ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's a bar move. There you go. 10 p.m. You're like no that. fucking way. 2 a.m. You're like another I'm thing. In. Another <laughs> thing they're not factoring in here, and I think we can all attest to this. They're not factoring in age, because as you get older, you start to go. Eh, she's pretty hot. I'd fuck her. And then you're like, you're like, yeah, she's she got a really pretty smile. Ah, what the hell? Like, You'll pinpoint you something like, that makes it okay. Yeah, you pinpoint something. Or you're like, hey, well, I mean. You know, you're just thinking in your head. You know how guys do that. We don't like to admit this, but like almost every girl we interact with, we're like, ah, yeah, maybe. And <laughs> and then as you get older, that line like drops because you're like, ah, hey, she's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah she's. Uh, hey, you know, there's all these other there is things. There's some convenience to her not having teeth, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, she doesn't. She I doesn't. You know, she's. I know. You know what I'm saying. You start to appreciate more things than just how they look. You know, when you're in your 20s, you're like, that girl's hot. And then, like, nah. And yeah. then as you get older, you're like, ah. You know, yeah. So I imagine we, we Arnold is what, 70. What's, yeah, justifying. So what's, uh, what's Arnold, 75? Something like that. Yeah. 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 Right around there. So who are these girls? Are they all like 55? I don't know, but he'd be doing pretty good. You know? Nope. Right? I guess no matter right? where he's saying. at. At seventy five, he's he's doing all right, you know. I wonder I would who say he's like, slaying that, because yeah. they got to be dumb well, also. Because anyone that would sleep with him with the things he says on the out loud is obviously dumb. Um, well, oh, sorry. <laughs> here, here's 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 the thing I like. I I, I like the concept of like a fifty five year old like booty call chick. That's like funny. Yeah. Like you know, you think Absolutely. of like rich guys, rich guys calling up their booty calls, and yeah. you think of like you know the Instagram millionaire guys calling up their list of twenty-two year olds to come and service them, and then you like change it to a seventy-six-year-old Arnold, and you're like, who are his booty calls? Like, are they twenty-five-year-old chicks that he like? Is it a server from TGI Fridays, or is it love a good TGI? Is Fridays. it like? <laughs> Is it like the principal of the the the, the principal of his kid's school? Yeah, the retired principal. That's what I would do. The retired principal of his kid's school. Because <laughs> his kids are adults now, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Oh yeah, Mrs. Smith. She was uh, running the school back in the day, and you know, we kind of always had our eye on each other. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, he you probably has to factor is. in too, like that she won't speak. Like he needs someone that could keep it quiet. Yeah, there's a lot going on when you're Arnold and you have a, a list of booty calls. Like, yeah. how does that work? Yeah. yeah. Do they get a monthly allowance just to shut up? Like a stipend. Yeah. You know? You pick it up when you leave. Yeah. It's like when you work the booth, you get your couple hundred handed to you throughout the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It makes it me makes feel sense. like a whore, Dusty. <laughs> I try to help you with that. <laughs> Yeah, I you was know, just, just a, a piece of meat. The trend thing, though, that's what really caught me. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. wow, this is interesting. They're talking about, you know, Arnold. They're talking about, you know, and then they start talking about steroids. And then he specifically mentions they're on this trend. And I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. 
so he's hearing this. Uh, that's Chuck, by the way. And he's like a, a you know middle-aged, not-in-good-shape guy who's just surfing. He's into gaming and stuff like that. He's surfing around TikTok, and for some reason, these people are getting filtered to him where they're teaching him about trend, which blows my mind. Like, he'd probably never find this it's, show. So, like, the old way would have been like... Yeah, D-ball. yeah. the old way would have been like, that guy's on steroids. And then there was a period of like, that guy's on testosterone. And now it's like, that guy's on trend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so, can tell he's the main character. Yeah, it's good I just stuff. want to share I'm that. Really interested, I'm, I'm interested to know what Arnold is doing now. You know? Who are these women? I want to know. Yeah, he's not talking about his testosterone. He's talking about the women. What is he yeah. doing now? <laughs> who? Not what? Who? is he doing now that's great does he have an array like is there an array or are they all just escorts does he, he have could a afford that you know you would think he could just make that happen well, he, he can afford it he to actually do that yeah if he can afford cheaper. porn stars yeah there yeah. you go he could just pay the porn stars like at the top end the most expensive thing he wants he can do whatever he wants yeah we uh we had we not had- that i would do such a thing <laughs> Speaking of, are escorts still legal in, in Canada? I don't even really know the laws about escorts or any of that stuff in Canada. Huh. Look it up. I don't know. I don't know, know. I don't do know what's know legal. That. I don't know. Ron knows uh, I don't know. I stumped Ron. Yeah, it's funny. It's amazing. I have. I have. I. I mean, I think it's illegal, but it's like more frowned upon. I don't know if they heavily pursue like. You know, there's like the escorts that advertise and. In sneaky ways, I don't know if they like do that stuff. If they care, I don't know. Scott's I think maybe they just try. You know, so I told you about some of my buddies lost their virginity in Canada was with escorts. They just call them. Let's see, is sex cool. work illegal in Canada? This is a question. Da, da, da. <coughs> um, it says that uh, the purchase and soliciting of prostitutes, along with uh, let's see, protection of sex workers, so. Okay, this is a big long thing. I don't think I'm going to get a quick answer. Um, right? Yeah, it says sex work well, we is to defined as an exchange of sexual services, money, and goods. So uh, there's this bill. One second, I think you googled it wrong. I'm going to Google it my own. Yeah, way. please, yeah, do do that. You're just going to like look up. You're just going to try to. Canada. Yeah. Well, because o- only fans. OnlyFans falls under the definition of sex work now, the vague, long, wide definition of sex work, right? So um, says there's this bill that, that definition has changed. Yeah. Uh, new offense that prohibits purchasing sexual services, uh, makes prostitution. Nope. It's yeah. crime now. Yeah, it's, that's what I initially thought, but I didn't want to just say that. But I think, yeah, this is December 22nd, 2016. If you pay someone oh. explicitly for sexual services in Canada, that is prostitution. You've committed a crime. Hmm. Weak. Hmm. Well, Canada go. used to be better than it is now. Anyways. No guns, no prostitution. What's happening there? What if you just and buy the them dinner are and pay even. for everything? <laughs> If what you if buy I, them dinner and pay for everything, that's just like your average relationship. Does that still count? You're still paying for the same thing. I don't get it. Agreed. Here's what I don't get. This is what no. bothers me about this for real. So a chick can walk up to a guy in a bar and just be like, hey, I want to have sex with you. Can we do that? And he can say yes, and they can go do their thing. But Right. If there's payment involved, now it's not okay. Like, so you can bang a hundred million guys, 
As long as no one gave you any money, it's fine. But if there's and you could say like, and then afterwards you can be like, "Hey, can I borrow five hundred dollars and not pay you back?" And they can go, "Yeah, sure." And then it's all legal. Yeah, that's what I don't get. It's Hmm. such a like. Don't we want tax money? I mean, just tax that shit. Easier. You can control it. You can make sure they're all tested. They don't got STDs and shit. I feel the same well, way about drugs, the, crazy- the same thing with weed. Like you could make a lot of money off of weed, just make them legal everywhere. Silly. That was a thing about what California did to the porn stars there for a while that drove a lot of them out of the out of the state. Is uh California the banks started giving the porn stars a hard time about their their like their this before OnlyFans when they were all setting up their own websites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the bank the banks started Processing to close companies. their accounts. Oh, really? They were closing their accounts. They're like, huh. we are clo- we are no longer dealing with you. Here's your money. Leave. Wow. And they were closing. Ban- and that's why some of the porn stars left for Vegas because they were having like banking problems. And, and then the IRS was like getting on their backs and stuff. And they're like, I'm claiming all my fucking money. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. And because um, it was coming through their website, right? The webcamming and all that stuff. So that's been a big thing. And uh, California drove a lot of them out of the state doing that, which blows my mind because – Porn's a billion-dollar industry, and they yeah. literally tried to force it out of California. That's crazy. Which is just mind-boggling, mind-boggling to, to force a billion-dollar industry out of your economy just because, you know, certain people voting think, you know, sex, sex is, uh, you know, that should be illegal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty nuts, you know. I know all the people involved Would in you- the industry were just blown away that it was happening they're like are you serious you know don't you find that it's interesting that the same people who want to push porn out because it's wrong and you can't do it are the ones pushing for let's get children to cut their dicks off and become women because we want them to because every everyone should be able to do what they want and no one should be judged i'm like right and, and feelings matter more than anything and all that sort of stuff yeah. yeah, it's wild. It's, though, um, like, isn't that the same? <laughs> Dusty, this is why, uh, you know, when it boils down to politics, I don't, you know, some people identify as something. I don't really identify as anything. I identify as leave me the fuck alone, and I'll yes. leave you the fuck alone. And I don't care how you make a living at all. Just don't cause problems. How's that? That's fair and enough. I, I like that. I don't give a fuck what anybody does, but just don't cause problems. And I, if I don't hear about it and I don't know you're doing it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I could give exactly. less of a fuck. And that's my politics. And so when people want to get involved yeah. in what I do and limit what I do and tell me what I can own and where I can go and what I can say and you know how long my magazine can be, yeah, I'm like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As long as your fucking shoes are on in his gym, you do what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't, Sorry, don't, Scott, don't, I had to. Don't. Hey, well, that comes down to don't, don't, don't cause other people problems. Yeah. Just don't cause exactly. problems. Exactly. You know. Oh my god. Don't cause problems. That's so valid. You know? Oh, okay. Sorry. Whew. Dusty. I told you we were going to be on one today. I, I, I warned Scott. I was like, I'm on one today. It's going to and be And I didn't know what you meant. I was like, one what? Like one hit of acid? Yeah. That'd be an interesting one. show. Just one. That'd be easier. 
I'd be taller. <laughs> I, I got to throw a movie review in. Oh. Oh, yes. I just feel like, because you mentioned the acid, and so there was like a movie. It didn't have anything to do with acid, but there was some mushrooms was on it. in it. Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with acid, but I was on. Um, but I was saying I, so I, I watched, watching it. I watched a movie on the plane. Oh, I like doing um, that. Yeah, called The Northman. And um, it's a, a super fucking violent Viking movie. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a Viking revenge movie, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was like, I don't know. I haven't had like, I haven't watched a movie in a long time where I was like, whoa, what the fuck are they doing? Like, it was really art house. Huh. And, and there was like black and white whenever he was like kind of in a dream sequence or nighttime stuff. And then when he was on mushrooms, there would be black and white, but with the odd thing brightly colored. And then there was daytime scenes that were just color. Okay. So it was like kind of uniquely shot, you know? And there was a whole bunch of scenes where you weren't sure if it was real or if he was kind of having a trip. Yeah. You know? And a whole bunch of like some vision quest stuff. And it was, and then a lot of just fucking nasty revenge, like Viking style, you know, where. You know, they're ruthless motherfuckers, man. And and uh, it was also a gritty, really well-done gritty movie. It had a great cast. It had um, uh, Nicole Kidman was in it, and William Defoe had a part in it. And there was just, like, really great cast in it. And um, I can't remember the main actor's name. He's a Swedish guy, but he was fucking great. And um, it, it was gritty because you saw, like, how... Like, I just kept thinking the whole time, like, they're running around. It's in, like, Iceland, right? In, mm-hmm. like, Viking days. Yeah. So, like, they're running around. The ground's, like, muddy and wet. And you're thinking of, I'm thinking about their feet. I'm like, are they have foot rot? Like, their feet are soaked, <laughs> like, muddy soaked all the time. Like, how would they take care of, like... And then you think the average life expectancy of these motherfuckers was, like, what, 30? Yeah, like, real short, yeah. real short. If they're fucking lucky. And then all of them wanted to die in battle because that's the only way you get to Valhalla. Huh. So they're right. determined to die in battle. They don't want to die an old man. That's like a shameful way to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you just think of like the life and then you show them like it shows them taking a village, right? And there's nothing mm-hmm. nice about how they did that. They just take all the girls and put chains around their necks and fucking ship them away. That's there. We've got some new chicks, some new slaves for our colony and... They just go through the men and just sort them out. Who can work? Who can't? Fucking dead, you know. Fucking round them up. They didn't know like they just treated people like fucking garbage, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You're from another. You're from another village. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. We kill you. <laughs> Boom. Fuck you. Yeah. Like just. I just think, man, we come a long ways with how we like <laughs> how we treat how we treat people. You know, there was. See, I didn't nothing. kill that guy on the hammer strength machine. I just talk shit about him <laughs> there was there was like there was no good news if you saw some ships approaching your harbor oh yeah like they weren't no they one's weren't coming for coming sugar to be like yeah they're not they're not coming to see like hey what do you guys have to trade here they're like you see ships coming to your harbor it's like oh fuck yeah. you know and you know the vikings yeah, was, the vikings were in england you're like you're in their you're in their territory oh yeah you know? well one yeah, of them's gonna the be whole, there for sure this weekend yeah, yeah, there you go. Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of his bloodline in that movie too. Just these crazy fuckers. 
and just what they would uh some some of the you know crazy rituals like they sacrifice you know something happens and of course they 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 can't explain it so they think it's like the gods right so they have to sacrifice a young girl like oh we better sacrifice a young girl immediately so like the next scene you see this like this fucking 14 year old girl just getting stabbed to death and just they're just fucking kill her quick get her you know like and there's a and everyone's singing and chanting and ceremonies going on and they're just and it's just you just think fuck and it just reiterates my constant feeling that we live in the best time to ever live ever you know we just think back at any (laughs) other time like you know people that say i'd love to go back to like the you know the roman empire and just see what the cities were like (laughs) fuck off (laughs) you don't want to go back then (laughs) fuck off someone put a chain around your neck someone will just call you their property it's no good. You know, no good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to be, with one second where you don't know, where you look like you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Someone's you're you're owned by someone. Yeah. And <laughs> if you so. think about it too, it's not we're not that far off. I was listening to this guy talk about gun control, and 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 his stance was he was like, you know, our like our great grandparents, you know, depending on how old you are, were alive back in the old west. You know, like our great great grandparents, yeah. let's say, just a few great great grandparents were alive, like during the time when you were walking around yeah. with a six shooter to protect yourself. But now we're so far removed from that where we're like, oh no, we don't need anything. You know, we just, we're a civilized society. Government will take yeah, care like of us. Back then, you could, you could get in a fair fight that someone died, and that's okay as long yeah. as it was deemed okay. <laughs> right, like, right. That was a fair fight. You're like, yeah. he's dead. They're yeah. like, yeah, but it was fair. Yeah. Oh, okay. A lot, of, a lot of laws, a lot of rules since then. That's for sure. Until there's not, yeah. like, you know, because those same people are saying like it's not a good idea for us to have guns. But it was an amazing idea for like all the Ukrainian people to be given fully automatic machine guns. Like the same people that want to take them away from us. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's I great love- that they have machine guns, which I, I'm I'm all for too. But you know, yeah, we should. I, all I love that meme. That's my I love the meme the of that. I, I love the meme of the. The you know Trudeau saying, you know no one should own a gun, and then there's the meme of the guy standing there with his hands on his hips, and it says like all Ukrainians. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, he's like <laughs> fuck, you know it was pretty funny, but I I know what you mean. My 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 granddad used to I remember I remember him telling me when I was a kid. He's like, oh yeah, they were like, no, he was born in 1905. Wow, my granddad, and he lived till he was 93. So I remember him really well, and I remember him telling me once he's like, yeah, we didn't have uh, any. Gun laws. Yeah. No, that wasn't like any. until years later. I think seven, 50s, something like that when they started. Yeah. Like, there were no laws at all. Like, none. Yeah. And they did all right. <laughs> Seemed to work. You know? You're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm here. So, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. But I'm over here in England now, so I don't have to worry about getting shot. I only have to worry about being stabbed. <laughs> Since England has the highest violent crime rate in Western Europe. Fun fact. I don't have to worry about being stabbed for three more days, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's it. We're good. Okay. I've got a couple questions. What's, 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 yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah let's, do, let's do something. I had something that I thought this was a perfect question for Dusty. I don't know what your response is going to be, but everybody thinks Won't of be you good. as being you know intense trainer. And he said, um, this may be a dumb question. But uh, how do you confront fear when it comes to working sets? 
He said, like Justin Harris's Widowmaker set where he squats 500 for 20 reps and he needs to uh, beat that the next time. Well, well I mean, first of for all, me it's simple because you're, you're looking at a guy who he didn't walk up one day doing 300 pounds and tomorrow he's doing yeah. 500. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he didn't just like, will it. To here, here, it's not just yeah, willing. Here's it what happen. I think gets thrown off. And, and I tell people this all the time in relates relationship to power lifters. They're walking to a bar and knowing, I hope I can get this once. Mm-hmm. Once. They're going to unrack it and go down to the earth or try to pick it up off the ground or down to their chest. And, and there are times they have never done that. When I get under a bar that I'm shooting for 20 and I've never done 20 before, I'm not worried I'm going to miss on one. Hmm or five, or seven. And if I do miss, to, yeah. so? Like, my mind is set to get it, but, like, nothing's, you know, I mean, yes, you get injured, but nothing should happen that couldn't happen at any other rep. Like, if you get injured, it wasn't because you went for 20. Yeah. Like, you have to understand that, because th- that rep range is a safe rep range, because I find it dangerous to say, okay, that's 900, go for one, and you've never done this. Even yeah. if you've done 870 before, or 880, or 890, 900 is enormous when you're yeah. going for one. <clears throat> when you're going, Another th- if I did 500 for 20 last week, and I'm going to go for 505 this week, I mean, worst case scenario, I'm going to get 18. Hmm. Right. You know, so I yeah, think people got to get that out of their head. <clears throat> yeah, the, the people also, after you've been training that long, you know, I'll think of an example like, Let's say you're trying to squat five plates for 10. We'll just say like a basic straight set with five plates. Like that's a great squat. If you squat five plates for 10 reps, you're in like the elite percentage of humans, right? And um, unless you're on Instagram and then everybody does it. <laughs> but um, but if let's say you're squatting five plates for 10, that's your goal. For you to put four plates on and do 10, you could be thinking about work. Yeah. You yeah. could be, you don't even have to be there mentally. You can just be like, you could be having a terrible day and still get four plates for 10 and your mind's all over the place. You really are only focusing yourself for like, you know, that one, you know, you really like your performance level without psyching yourself up gets higher. You know what I mean? Like your default ability to perform without having to mentally like psych yourself up, it rises over time. Yeah. When you've been training so long, you can just flick a switch and like, your form gets perfect and your execution gets perfect. Even if you don't get your adrenaline going, you're still going to have a great set. But when you want to get the, you know, maybe you got 18 before or 19 before, and now you're trying to get the 20, that's when you, you actually like try to get your adrenaline going. You know, that's when you got to mentally focus and get your head really, really into it. So it's like all that extra effort is for that, that last rep or two, but the first 18, they're a given. Yeah, you know, we've already trained with that weight so many times. It's easy. Like the the rest, the whole thing's a given, except for those last two reps where you actually break your record. That's the difference. And and you know, you might have a bad day and get seventeen. You know, but you still get in there and give her. So I, yeah, like, I like joke with um, I joked with Ron when we were doing the leg press in Vegas. Um, I said, yeah, it wasn't it it wasn't the first thirty five reps that were hard. It was the last five. Yeah, yeah. Because because that's it. I mean, that's really the truth of it. And and like Ron said, I think it's funny. You, you'll laugh about this, Ron. But the other day, um, I saw a video of a, of a pretty 
a, a good pro I know. And there was a bar on the ground. It, was, it had 400 pounds on it. And he was psyching up to grab it. And then he did a deadlift. And I was like, oh, I, I just assumed he was rowing. Hmm. Because that's how your brain works once you've been in that mindset before. Like if I was psyching up for 405, it's not to deadlift it. Unless I'm doing like right. 20. You know, so I think people miss that as your perception changes. So I've seen guys in the gym doing 225 and going into a darker place than I would be doing at 405. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'll look yeah. at them and I'm like, that was a badass set. Like I yeah. watched them go. So I think sometimes, yeah. guys, you're putting too much focus on the number hmm. because Justin Harris's 500 is your 225. It is the same. Yeah. You have to go there for that weight. And I think that's what, you know, Ron made a great point is when he's doing four or five, it's truly a warm up. He's just like, all right, let me feel how my knees are. Let me drop down. You know, am I going to you know. piss before I do five, four ninety five, or am I going to not? Okay. I'm done with that. <laughs> he's not thinking, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's a valid point. But yeah, it's, I think that the, the key, and it's, it's something that, uh, that, um, JP talks about is if you are overly amped up, find a way to bring yourself down before those sets. Hmm. Don't listen yeah, to fucking that's... crazy music. Bring yourself back down before you go to war, and then you're going to be in a better place. You can't be amped up and worried before you get under the bar. You're fucked. Yeah, there's like a certain amount of. Uh, it's what I I learned that over the years. I look back to like my younger days and. I would like, you know, we've talked about this, this crazy animal psych yourself up. And it might be great for that set. But uh, sometimes it's detrimental, like, overall. You know, you get such a crash after stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. it can be, it can, it can, it can, you know, it can make the rest of your workout a little bit. Like, it could take you down a notch if, you're, if you fry your brain. Yeah. Fucking fry yourself on the first thing. So... Yeah, managing your emotions and managing your energy. Of course, you want to be hyped up and full of energy and all that. But, but like we talked about wasting energy, right? Like when you're just leaking mm -hmm. energy everywhere except where you're, you know, trying to go. And I, I think I did a lot of that. I used to leak energy, hmm. you know. You know what I mean? Just putting too much Absolutely. out. Putting too much out and not centering yourself. And there's something to be said about those Zen guys that can just like, and then they just go into it, bam. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I had one other thing I want to show you guys because this is pretty freaking awesome. Um, these okay. are the top cities for the audio downloads in the last seven days. So these are these are just cities. Now I think in some cases, uh, what we're looking at here is like maybe Roseville, wherever that is in the U.S., is a hub. So that, yeah, yeah, that's you know, what that is. Yeah, it's collecting views from areas close by to that area. There's some sort of it, hub there. Is that but, maybe where like a central server is or something? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. But check that out, Seaford. Oh, Kelowna, London. Kelowna. And a lot of times we have a lot of times the top three will be. In fact, I can never say the name of your city, Ron. Coquit Coquitlam. Did I say that right? Coquitlam, yeah. Yeah, okay. Coquitlam, yeah. Coquitlam is often in the top three, believe it or not, cities. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but but I'm laughing uh, at I'm laughing at the the cities. There's a lot of England there. There is. There's a ton of England, and that last one is Spain. Deny? Is that how would you say that? D E N I A. And Denia? you think of like the the Isle of Man, like Yeah. 
there's got to be a server hub there that's that's taking traffic from all over the place. It's just so hilarious. Yeah. I mean, how many you know how many bodybuilders are even on the island of man? Well, not eight hundred. It appears there are eight hundred sixty-four. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but I wonder where that's drawing from. You know, because it says yeah. Spain in general is our, what is it? Spain is our fourth. Excuse me, one, two, three, four, fifth highest uh, country right now. What's first? First is the U.S., then the United Kingdom, okay. then Canada, then Australia, then Spain. Sweden is at uh, the next space, then Germany. Then the Netherlands, New Zealand, Romania, Belgium, Denmark, United Arab Emirates, France, South Africa. So we've we got people crazy. all over the place. You know, we really do. And I just, I guess I wanted to take a second just to say shout out to everybody everywhere. And if you are yeah, like crazy. Isla Man or something, shout out to you. Thanks for yeah. watching or listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It is pretty crazy to know there's people in South Africa listening to the show and, you know, that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's just, you know, I, was, I always give this example. We've talked about it on the show a bunch of times. But, you know, in the old days, if you had a seminar, you'd be happy to get 20 people at the gym for your seminar. You know, back in the 90s, yeah. I did some seminars. Gym yeah. owners would say, hey, do you want to do a seminar? You know, you're the best bodybuilder in this gym. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, do you, want to, do you want to do a seminar? That's, that's how it used to work. That's cool. You know? yep. <clears throat> and uh, and you'd, you'd, you'd be happy if 20 people showed up, you know, and. You'd, you'd have a lot of fun and talk bodybuilding and tell them stories. And sometimes they'd ask technical questions about training. And sometimes they'd just want to know who you met and hear stories. Yeah. It was like the, you know, it was the, the very, very beginning of like the whole concept of this stuff. And, but it was in person. And now you think yep. like someone can listen from New Zealand. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. You know, and I know that we're all jaded by technology and we're all super used to it. And, you know, quit talking about it, Ron, but it, it is awesome to me. Like, you know, it is pretty crazy to see what, where we've come and what we can do now, you know, just with the, and you know, like I'm on my phone right now and I feel like my picture's better than on my fucking laptop. Like, I don't even get it. Huh. Like, you, look, you look clearer, actually. <laughs> I was say, yeah. I think your glowing. camera's better. I think your camera's You're better. Because I, I mean, I just bought that Air Mac like a year ago. I mean, why does my camera have a better, why my phone have a better camera than my Mac, you know? But that's how it goes. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, Ron, right now at this moment, Ron looks clearer than any of us, which is incredible. Sure. I, do I try to do that on purpose with mine, but yeah. <laughs> he also has that custom uh, ring light, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> It's like burning Which my like, eyes if I stare at it. I a got hotel like, light forced into his face. He actually won't see for the next week. Yeah. When I get there, he's yeah. going to be like... little circle. <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving up vision for you, Dusty. I'm trying to move <laughs> Blue light shoot. special. I'm, try I'm trying to move this shoot that I planned poorly to Friday so that Dusty can be in it with me. Huh, okay. What's, yeah, what's, we were going to do like an hour and a half before I had to be there from the time my flight hit the ground. I was like... I didn't realize you were here Thursday. I thought you were coming Wednesday. Uh, well, I so. thought it was funny that you actually took those tickets because they were all joking about how they were going to send you on Monday, and they did. And I was like, wow, they really did it. That's crazy. He's there alone. Um, <laughs> thank God he doesn't have, like, a business to run or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go, go, go see Dino. I'm going to go see Dino. We'll hang out with Dino for a bit. Nice. Yeah. That'd be good. That's the highlight of the trip. These are the things I'm looking forward to. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. most is the people and all that. So, and it's been forever for me. I haven't been there since we were there last. I've been to England in years. 2019. 
That's freaking. Oh well, I came in twenty. Did, did you even come? Yeah, you were here in twenty nineteen. That was the year you lost. Nope, I came in. I, yeah, I came in nine. No, no, I 18. came in eighteen. Charity came in nineteen. Yeah, they traded right. me in. Okay, bastards. Okay. Okay. Yeah, who's there now, punks? Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long were you guys I on before I hopped on? We've got an hour show right here. This is a you know it's a good place. Yeah, we're, we we've already locked it down, yeah. dude. We did it. We're good. We're good. We we set our goals. We got it done. You ate your steak and your lousy sides. You doing um, what you would have been doing anyway. You would have been just like back at the hotel eating, but you did a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I'm fine to keep rolling unless you guys are in a hurry. I don't know what you want to do. He's got. He did this for for the for the viewers, for mutant, for you Canada, know? really. Um, <laughs> we got any more, Scott? We'd go a little longer. I don't have to pick. Any, I, I've got like ten minutes before I have to leave. What do you do? You, I know you had some questions. I I have. Oh yeah, I did have that I've one. But you can go ahead with one more. If you've got something else, I've got one other. Oh, one. I do have if, that one that I yeah. thought would be good. Um. And we've kind of touched this before, Ron, but uh, it's been a minute. So, do you? Ha- what's the most memorable competing stage moment that you have? And I know you've got some good ones. So you competed with some great guys. Stage moment, like actually posing and like being on stage. I think competing, so like not leading into the show, but like the show itself is going to be the way I'm twisting this answer to be my question. Well, so there was one that I remember because of just my mental state. Um, If you've ever had the, the privilege of winning a show, which I was lucky to win a couple shows, you know, I did 24 shows and I won a couple of them, you know, um, the moment when you know you're going to win, sometimes it's when they call mm-hmm. your name, right? Mm. Obviously. Right. But then there's other times when you, you're like, oh, I'm going to win this show. And I, w- right. I remember the uh, 99 Provincials. It was uh, my, pri- my, my uh, poverty prep that I talk about. Yes. I, yes. Um, I was peeled to the bone, like, you know, chicken and vegetables diet for like six weeks. It was the roughest diet. And um, I remember there was like seven or eight heavyweights in that show. And they were all big guys, like 220, 240, you know, that 250, you know, like that size. And I was 240. And uh, we were pumping up backstage. And you know how it is when you're a young bodybuilder. It was only my, th- my third, you know, real show. And, you know, I was looking, everyone looked pretty good pumping up, like those fucking lights above, you know? Oh, yeah. Standing, yeah. There doing, standing there doing curls, and you're like, that guy's arms are bigger than mine. Fuck, that guy's chest is so thick. You're looking around, fuck. And we walked out. And I was just by numerical order, I was in the middle, right? So they just had mm-hmm. one big line of heavyweights. They didn't bother doing call-outs because there was like seven, I think. So they just had one line of guys, and they just kept it one line. And we walked out, and we did one round of mandatories. And then the head judge, I remember his name was Ken. And I remember Ken, he actually like stood up and kind of leaned forward over the table. And he goes, Ron, can you just go stand on the end? <laughs> Like he said my Ron. name. He goes, hey, hey, Ron. And he kind of like waved like, like this. He's like, Ron, can you just go stand on the end? And I was at, when I first heard him say it, I was like, oh, I just got moved to the outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So as I walked down to the end, the crowd started laughing. And then and I stood on the end. <laughs> and then I realized all the judges were just staring at the middle three guys now. Oh, shit. Okay. 
And I was like, oh, I just I just won the class, like really easy. Oh, that's so cool. And I was man. like, oh, fuck, that's <laughs> fucking cool. And then I was looking at people's faces in the crowd, and all the people I knew in the crowd were like, fucking easy. <laughs> They're all going like this. And I was like, oh, okay, fuck. But just it was funny to me because I've never, ever heard them say that. They would say like 12 switch with 14. Yeah. You yeah. know, or like five switch with two. But just the fact that he's, he's can, Ron, can you just go stand on the end? It was just funny. Just, I'll never forget We're not that. looking at you anymore. Could you just move or go to the back or something? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it was pretty funny. And then um, <clears throat> probably the most intense, because there's, you know, I had a lot of disappointing close call losses, right? So those are all like, you know, they're all special to my heart, Dusty. Of course. Um, yeah, but but uh, when you have a close call win, you really remember it. Hmm. And mm-hmm. I I won this I won the super heavies in 07. I didn't win the overall, but I won the super heavies and there were 33 super heavyweights. So it was a massive class. And um Ben Pikulski was in my class that year. Huh. He'd showed up for the fir- first time and we all knew Ben was coming. He was the kid from Ontario with the giant legs. That's what everyone was like. There's this kid from Ontario with like the craziest fucking pro legs. Like they're out of this world. Yeah. You know, it's going to be really you know he's you know he's not the most complete guy at the time, right? But his his legs are so nuts that it's gonna be hard. To air. Oh, there's no one's gonna beat him. Like that's what people were saying, and I was like, oh fuck. So I get there and Ben's there, and uh, right away, first call out, me and Ben side by side in the middle, <laughs> and and um, he actually was in the middle, right? And mm-hmm. we did a round of posing, and then the judges moved me to the middle. And the crowd went nuts because it was in my hometown. And we did a round of poses. And then they moved me out of the middle and put him back in the middle. And I remember the adrenaline that went through me. I was just fucking, like, I was just so amped up. I was like, I got to fucking get the center back. I'm going to get the center back. And I was just posing my ass off and being perfect like a robot. Yeah. And the crowd was crowd was going crazy. And I could see the judges looking at Ben, looking at me, looking at Ben, looking at me, looking at Ben like this. They're just going like this, all of them. Like back and forth, every pose, and I'm just like, oh fuck! It was so intense. Um, we actually did eight rounds of mandatories. Oh hell yeah! Eight fuck. rounds. They worked the fuck out of us. It was it was by far the most I ever got beat up at prejudging because a lot of times the super heavies were like, call you out two rounds, move a couple guys. Right. Down. This guy's and, not in uh, shape. This guy's not in shape. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's the top five. Yeah, eh, there's yeah. first or second. You know. But with our our top five call out, there's five of us. We did eight rounds of mandatory. So that's how that's how because they were mixing everybody and me and Ben. And then after a couple rounds, because Ben was in the middle for a couple of rounds because yeah. they were moving the other guys. And I thought, oh fuck, mm-hmm. they're done with us. Mm. And then yeah. all of a, all of a sudden they go, all of a sudden they go, Ron back in the middle, and the crowd just goes boom. And I move back to the middle. I fucking right. It's like yeah. I was just. <laughs> I have never. It was like. It was like it was like a football game. Like I was like, "Fuck it, let's fucking go!" Like I was in my head. I was just an animal. Hell yeah! And we posed, <laughs> and then I remember standing in the middle, and the judges were looking back and forth. And I remember the one judge had his pen, like he was holding his pen, you know, and he's pointing it at me, pointing it at Ben, and he's talking to the other judge, and he looks at me, and I'm still in the middle at this point, and he goes, "Thank you very much. We'll see you this evening." No, it's like, fuck <laughs> you know and yeah. we walked off stage and obviously and I, I only I beat Ben by one point 
Yeah. That's bonkers. And, that's and, badass, and dude. That's bodybuilding right there. Like that's, One point. That's what yeah, it's all about, that was, competing. That was easily the most intense prejudging I ever had. And it was also extra intense because it's not like I was battling for third or fifth or something, right? Right. It was like for the win. And, um, and I remember as we were walking off stage, there was – a bu- there was two other guys that also turned pro later. So like the top five was crazy walking off stage. And we're, we're all like kind of laughing. Like we were all like, Holy fuck. They just about <laughs> fucking killed us. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I didn't know Ben yet. Like we hadn't really met, like we just briefly met. And I remember I looked at him and I said, man, that's way harder than when you're in your basement with a fan blowing on you and a cold diet Coke and your girlfriend telling you how good you look. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just cracked up laughing. He's like, yeah, because so, the lights were so hot, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, that's way harder than practicing posing in my basement with a fan on me and a cold diet Coke and your girlfriend telling me how good I look. And he just fucking laughed. And uh, but yeah, what a what a what a great uh, level of competition. And and I mean, obviously, he was a fierce bodybuilder. He came back the next year and won the show and turned pro and everything. So, um, but yeah, that was probably the most intense, like you know, positive you know moment I had. That's badass, dude. That's such a cool story. Yeah, that's that's a story that I have never heard for the record. So really? I know none of you fuckers have heard. Yeah, it. I yeah, don't even know it was that crazy. One. <clears throat> yeah, they moved us. They they you know I got moved out, and then they left me out, and then I got moved back in, and then it was like Fuck. that's a lesson though for anyone who doesn't practice their posing. Yes, enough. yes. Because had you slipped, you would have lost. No question. So here's here's the so here's the punchline. Here's the punchline. The following year, when Ben beat me and won the overall mm-hmm. and got his pro card, he came up to me backstage and he shook my hand and he goes, "I have to tell you something." And I go, what? what's that? And he goes, last year when I flew home, I thought I got ripped off. I thought you won because you were a hometown boy. Huh. And he goes, and then I saw the video. And my fucking abdomen was all over the place, and I wasn't holding my poses, and huh. you were standing there like a fucking robot. Yep. And I was Hell like, yeah. fuck. And then he said, I thought about that all year. I bet he did. Uh, yeah. That's cool, yeah. dude. That's what makes people yeah. better in bodybuilding. I've had people like that where... You just think about one guy. One guy was in. I remember this guy. He didn't even. I didn't even know him, but he looked fantastic, and he beat me. And then the next year, I was like, I probably won't even see him. In the state level show. I probably won't even see him. His name was Dan Strudgeon. It's like, but regardless, I know I have to beat Dan in order to win my class next year. Like that's all mm-hmm. I knew. And I was like, I just used that as a tool. I didn't hate him or anything, but I definitely thought like, no, yeah, no. I got to be better than this guy. It was cool. We, later, yeah. we ended up becoming friends, and then he asked me, he asked me if I would coach him because he was a he was a bigger bodybuilder. He had really nice size, beautiful legs, really nice back, but he wasn't able to get the conditioning that I had gotten. So we teamed mm-hmm, up, right. and then then we won shows. He was he was really good. Oh, he nice, was really good. That's yeah. awesome. But if that's the cool yeah. thing about competing is. You know, like we want to be better, right? We want to, we want to improve. And that's that like outside catalyst because Ben Pakulski, he might've not ever had that kind of control in his posing had it not been for you. You, you forced him to raise the bar, you know? Well, I think we, we all force each other over time and it adds up and there's some big leap moments where you really get a lesson taught to you. And there's a bunch of little lessons. Maybe you don't even realize you're learning. 
And, um, yeah. you know, maybe that is one of the ones, but I'll never forget what he said because he went out of his way to come up to me and tell me that he's, when he got home and saw the video, he realized why he didn't win. And um, he's like, yeah, you, you, you outposed me. You beat me in the back double. You beat me. And then he told me, he goes, you beat me in the ab thigh hmm. and I have the best legs in the country. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, in the, and he's like so, almost in the world <laughs> yeah yeah like and he's like because you know you know how guys do that lazy ab thigh where they they do the ab thigh and they hold it for like one second and they can't hold it so then they go to the one arm yep and yep. then they go to the yeah. other arm and it's just lazy it's just lazy because yep. they can't hold the ab thigh and they're breathing so heavy whereas i i was always able to I don't know if it was from my martial arts training or whatever, but I could hit an ab thigh, lock it in, and just breathe through my diaphragm, and I could stand there for like two minutes. It's a really good pose on you too, you know, with your size and yeah. your size, you know, small waist. I think that shot looked really yeah. good on you. So yeah, it was just one of those things. And um, but you know, hey, everyone gets their ass kicked and learns something, you know. And and then Ben beating me taught me a lesson because that was the year I accidentally got super flat for morning. And I remember, like, the amount of regret I had over what happened. I was like, fuck. And then, you know, he came up to me at the night show, and he's like, what did you do from morning? And I go, I drank, like, a gallon of water. And he's like, you look way fucking bigger. Huh. <laughs> and I just remember, I remember my instincts all morning were telling me to rehydrate. Yeah. But I was a, but I was afraid to because I thought I would lose condition. I was like, oh, I don't want to put water in. I'm so dry. Yeah. But I was dry and flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is nothing. You know? And I remember my coach wasn't there. And, like, he's a really good coach. But he was like, well, you don't look flat in the pictures. You just look peeled. Huh. And I'm like, no, I'm, like, really flat. Man, I got nothing going on. And he's like, well, fuck, your pictures are, like, too good maybe? I don't know. But he, he, you know, he had me drink a bit of fluid. But it just wasn't, like, enough. And then after the pre-judging, I just fucking guzzled water. out had a big Diet Coke. It fucking, yeah. You know, I didn't even eat anything. I just drank. And um, and he came back at night just bursting with striations everywhere. And it was like, you know, and so that was a lesson of mine. Like, you know, we all learned that lesson. You're afraid to drink water, you know? Yeah. And then when you drink and you and all of a sudden you <clears throat> blow up and you look way better and you're like, oh, fuck. You yeah. know, <clears throat> I think that's the thing, though, is <clears throat> being willing to learn the lesson is something that uh, I think a lot of competitors don't do anymore. They search yeah. for someone to tell them why they should have won, so why they bring it on the internet. And it drives me crazy because, Ron, I had the exact same thing in reverse. In 2013 at North Americans, um, there was traffic. I was late to prejudging. Like, as in, I walked in, dropped my clothes, threw my arms out, three ladies glazed me, and I walked onto the stage pretty much. Yeah. And I knew the competitors, and I came out, and I'm in the fifth place spot. And I'm looking at the top five, and I know I'm third. I'm not mm -hmm. one or two. They're way better than me. I'm third. And I get fifth place, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, that is bullshit. Then I saw the video, and I was Ben Pekulski. The breathing was a mess because I basically literally ran in. I wasn't thinking. I was... A mess and it showed and after i saw the video i was like i'm really glad they put me in the top five Whew. right i could have right. fallen out of that like it was it was embarrassing yeah. especially for somebody who had competed now four times at the national level like you don't do that it was yeah. brutal so i really think that more people need to do that because i do feel like 
a lot of athletes and people in general, the answer is just, well, I was the most peeled guy. I should have won. They're afraid yeah. to go, I was flat. Because it's not a who's the most peeled guy contest. And it's not yeah. the who's the best guy in these five pictures and they just happened to catch Dusty <laughs> with his abs tight for a fucking split second when they were blown out the rest of the time. You know what I mean? So I think you know the, the answer to that and what made Ben better, what made you better is more people should ask themselves after a show, why did I not win? Don't say why should have I won. Yeah. Should, why yeah. shouldn't I have won? Look yeah. for that thing that that you didn't do, even if you don't agree. Yeah. Look for one yeah. goddamn thing that you could say, oh, it was that. Because if not, you're not taking ownership, and I hate that shit. Yeah. Can I can I tell you one thing that I tell people, and I get really really frustrated when they don't listen or they don't understand how urgent I think it is. But if you know the front relax pose, the front double by, yeah. the front lat spread, everything from the front, mm -hmm. your up your your upper quads have to be lit up. Yep. At all times. Hips. You have Absolutely. to be you have to be you have to be split up to your hips at all fucking times. Absolutely. Meaning not yeah. one second that you are on stage should your upper quads not be split. And I tell this yep. to people and they go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they walk on stage and their upper quads are not there and they're not split. And they maybe maybe they split for a second when they hit a shot and then they fade. Yeah. And then they get third. And they go, well, I guess I got to be bigger. And I'm like, no, you gave away at least one spot with your legs. Hmm. At least, maybe two. You could have won. Like, the number of times I've seen that, and then people don't realize how urgent I'm being. Like, it is a fucking emergency to make sure you can do that. Yep. It, it's, it's, when you're sitting in the crowd and 10 bodybuilders walk on stage and they all stand front relaxed, first thing I do is V tapering condition across the board. Yeah. V tapering yep. condition. And what's the condition marker? The fucking legs. Yep. Greed. Everybody's got abs. And if, and if they're not split to the hip, I don't know that you're not posing them. I just think you're not in shape. And yep. you don't get points for stuff you don't show me. Yeah. Oh, well, my legs are shredded. Yeah, they don't look shredded. So it doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter how ripped your legs are if you can't pose them. Yep. And I just, I get so worked up when I tell guys like uh, upper quads, upper quads, upper quads. And, and you know, there's guys that put a lot of work into it. Like my training partner, Braden, had a real hard time last year at his first show. He couldn't get his upper quads. He just couldn't get the mind, mu mind muscle connection until literally like a week out. Hmm. And then it came. And then when he walked on stage, he did a great job of, of like in almost every photo, his quads are, 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 all, are all tight. And he yeah. wound up winning the overall at his first show, right? So it was awesome. But some people just don't they don't they don't realize how urgent it is. And it's there's there's there's, you know, quads from the front and then like your glutes and hams from the back. That's another thing. Like when they hit back double biceps and the glutes relax. Oh, come, yeah, on. come on. Yeah. Amateur hour. Amateur yeah. hour. You don't get to win anything. You don't get to win. Yeah. You know? Well, that's that's a we, so. we I did that with Dan working with him before the show was I used to, I just tell all my clients you have to be perfect the entire time. Because if perfect. I glance up as a judge and I see the glutes aren't in, I don't go back to look and make sure you weren't hitting no. them right. I'm like, you don't oh, get he's a fat. second chance. Yeah, that's he's it. fat. 
I'm done with you. He's fat. Done. And I just move on. And and I'm like, how- He's not fat. Put him in the middle. <laughs> and and also too, as you move up the ranks, the judges get less and less forgiving and more Absolutely. immediately ruthless. Like at the entry <clears throat> level, they might go, ah, that guy's more ripped. He's not good at posing, but he's clearly the best bodybuilder out of these group of five guys. Yeah. And because it's an entry level show, I have time to look. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get now to the next level. Thirty three super heavyweights. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 go to let's go to nationals where they got a really long day. Ahead. Ahead of them, you think they're gonna give? You think they're gonna give every guy every guy a second chance to impress them? No, not one single second chance. Yeah, you have one nope. fucking job. And I tell guys, I'm like, there's a whole bunch of of stuff that's less important than that. Like, you know, the quads being tight in the front shots is such a key because that's the that's the pose you're in for the vast majority of the time you're on stage. Right, yep. you're standing there in a the front relaxed, or you're doing a front double or a front lat spread. <laughs> it takes up like what fifty percent of your stage time is standing in the front. A lot of it. Yeah. When when your so, when your when your class is big enough, if you're not doing that from the front, I don't even need to look at your back because I've already yeah, decided. I, yeah, you're that's not another in shape. thing. I don't even look at your back. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. You're done. Because there's People seven that. guys that are that are peeled to their hip already. So by the time you're turning around, I'm looking at those seven. Yeah, it's over with. Sorry, bud. Yeah. And they don't get it. It's, Some people don't get it. And they, they, they take their level one posing that hmm. maybe did them well, mm-hmm. and they just take that to the level two or level three. And then they're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. I got my ass kicked. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you had level one posing, man. Yeah. You know? And I don't mean to like get so I, – I just – I feel like sometimes when I let myself get a little bit urgent about this, people actually get the message because they come up to me and say stuff. Hmm. They're like, hey, <laughs> that rant you did, I got it, you know? But that's – Well, when a kid really gets it's, pissed, it's, you got to get – you got to listen. Um. Yeah. It's, it's just a – it's just a – it's really, 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 really important, Yeah, you know? It is. You know? It's, it's baffling though because you spend – 16 weeks with every single thought being the show and then you leave out something enormous i had the same thing i'm working with a guy currently that's uh a classic physique guy and he's not perfectly built for it Hmm. um and i started seeing his pictures we're into the off season now i'm like you doing your planks and your vacuums "Ah, i've loosened up a little bit i go did you notice that i knew Hmm. that's the most important thing for you i'd like you to skip rows Huh. If yeah. need be. Right. Like, right. Some guys I, can skip fucking leg day. Because yeah. well that's the thing is so you're oh no I'm sorry, I lied. He is a men's physique guy. So he's in the gym right. blasting his fucking legs. And I want him to do that, don't get me wrong. Sure. But if I had to trade, then I want him doing his vacuums, his planks, and any transverse abdominal work and skipping quads altogether because they're covered. Like, you know, and again, I mean, it's not that I want to do that, but it's funny because people get away from the stuff that's not sexy. But if Ron didn't kill himself in the basement with the fan with a Diet Coke, by the fifth round, he would have lost. Because eight, no one gets ready for eight. I'm sorry. Like, you know, no one gets ready for eight eight sets of quarter turns of mandatories. No, that is brutal. You guys posing have beat up. You're usually like... I used to always say, okay, they're never going to turn us more than three times, so I'm going to practice five every time. Right. And I never did more than five on stage, ever. So 
But I will tell you, as you advance again, like you said, Ron, at the Olympia, you'll do more than five. At the Arnold, yeah. you'll do more than five. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So yeah. you're right. Like everything has to go up and, and, and work. But uh, it's crazy that it gets missed because you'll put all that time in. And it's something to be, I mean, I've done it. So I can tell you, there's nothing quite like getting fifth when you were good enough to get third and you deserved fifth, maybe even sixth because you fucked up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. What What about the? What about if we change the question a bit? I mean, I think 2013 is probably the year you've mentioned that it was like your was that like your rough year? Or was that 2012? Most humbling. What would no. be the most humbling show? So, 12th was the worst year. 12, um, and I mean, I was. That was a situation I'll never forget because I'm prepping for the show. I had a bunch of personal shit going on. I was executing everything like I always do. And I remember the night before the show trying to get pictures for Chris and going to 900 different spots trying to find lighting that looked good. And the reason I couldn't find lighting that looked good is because I didn't look good. It yeah. Didn't, I, could have, I could have been in perfect lighting. And it was because the physique just didn't come along. You know, That was different yeah. because it was, it was a wake-up call in reverse. It was kind of like what we were talking about the other day about money. It was don't get ready for a show if you're not in a place to do a show because I executed perfectly. I've never cheated on a diet my day in my fucking life. I've never done one step less of cardio, nothing. And that show, I looked off season when I got to the stage. I took 10. This wasn't there. And thank God it was the weakest depth class I'd ever done or I would have taken lower. I mean, it was brutal to look at. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would have just done worse. All I needed was more people to do worse. So, yeah. so, you know, it was just one of those scenarios. But that was, again, a wake up. It's like, so literally after that show, the next morning I was doing cardio and getting ready for the USA's, which this is November. USA is the end of July. I wasn't literally dieting, but I literally said to myself, okay, eliminate everything from your life that could get in the way. People, things, yeah. anything. And it was never yeah. an issue again. Because it was, again, it was a learning thing. And it was a brutal yeah. one because people, the assumption is you didn't do your diet or you did something wrong. It, it was way worse than that. Did it all right and nothing worked because I was a moron in my personal life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Crazy. I, which which I, is like the money. Yeah. I think the most humbling experience I ever had on stage was 2013 at Nationals. Um and it's the only time I ever did the Canada's and didn't make the top five. I wound up in sixth. I was in the first call out, but then they added a sixth guy to the call out and then they bumped me to sixth. Mm. And I didn't know. I had no idea I wasn't going to make top five. I thought I was a fucking shoe in for top five just because I was looking around the lineup. I was like, oh, I'm not at my best. It was a bad year. I was injured a bunch of times, but I'm here and I'm top five again. And then at the right. night show, when they called the when they called the top five finalists and they didn't call my number, I remember just being like, "Oh man, what the fuck!" My my world my world collapsed on me because I'd never not been a top guy. And right. and um, there was like 25 guys in the class, and I wound up sixth, and it was like a nightmare scenario for me that I didn't make the top five. Right. Didn't get to do my posing routine, Hmm. right? Only top five pose. So I was just a fucking, I felt like a nobody. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm a nobody now. What the fuck? Like, it was really, really a bummer. 
And looking back on it, I shouldn't have done the fucking show. I had two quad tears during the prep. So 16 <laughs> weeks six, sixteen weeks out, I was squatting with four plates and like a 50, pound, 50 pounds of chain on each side, like heavy squatting. So the chains were set to load out of the, you know, you come out of the hole about halfway up, they would load off the ground, right? Yeah. And as I came up, I felt a crunch, crunch, crunch in my inner, inner upper quad. And it was, and I knew something was wrong. So I racked the bar and I went to squat down and it hurt. So I was like, oh, fuck, I think I just tore something. My leg looked fine. Like I didn't tear anything off the bone, but I tore some muscle fibers badly because my leg turned purple. And we went to the Arnold Classic the, the following week. And I was at the booth all weekend with a big swollen purple leg. You know, I had a compression, I had a compression sock on and everything. And it, it took about a month before I could train quads again. So now we're 12 weeks out, right? And we're, tw- we're 12 weeks out, and I'm like, okay, everything's going good. I'm, lo- I'm losing weight. My prep's good. I just, now that my leg's fine, I can train it again, right? I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm Dorian Yates. I can win even though I got an injury, right? Whatever. <laughs> so my quad's feeling good. It's feeling good. I'm fine. And then about three weeks out, I was leg pressing, and my upper outer quad popped you know that upper outer quad pop if you've ever had that happen mm-hmm. oh yeah and um <laughs> and right away it was really sore really hurt i couldn't put weight on it and we're three weeks out and i'm like wow well, fuck and so i was trying to do some light extension see if the blood in there but my leg was all smooth and it took while well, the show was three weeks away and it took four weeks for the fluid to go so, like, I went to the show and I had one quad that was harder than the other. But in my head, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm 262. I'm, I'm in good shape. And I'm always a top two guy. So, I'm going to go there and kick some ass and cross my fingers. And I'll just show them the good leg. And I can pose around this. And I got this. I was just indestructible. Right. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm not, I don't pull out of shows. Are you kidding? That's for people that tear packs and shit. I didn't tear anything bad enough. I'm still fine. And then I went to the show and got six. And then afterwards, the judges were like, yeah, you're conditioning. Conditioning in your... Because you know how judges only have a few seconds to look at you. Of course, yeah. And they're like, yeah, your conditioning in your legs just wasn't on par with how you normally look. But it was really one leg. Hmm. (laughs) But they don't have have the time. Once once they're scanning across, they just... They're done with you. That's how... You know, they're not going to take the time to figure out why one leg is watery. Right, right. And then give you you points for it. Yeah, <laughs> and and I just remember afterwards, I was like, I'm such a fucking idiot. I could have looked in the mirror and seen that I wasn't ready to win the whole fucking show. Right. Yep. I mean, I got some shot. I got some shots from that show. I got a side chest pose where I just looked fucking huge because one of the things was I knew my leg wasn't like I I knew that like taking diuretics doesn't get swelling out right. So I yeah. thought, well, I better be full. So I, I ate and loaded for that show. Like my chest was like, my side chest was just fucking <laughs> enormous. And I, I remember thinking, I remember in my hotel room, I was like, I'm not the leanest I've ever been, but I'm fucking big. Yeah, like I, I might right. win this. And then it just doesn't matter. Everybody else is big too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know? love the reverse. Yeah. You got You know, 
we get we get stuck in our heads and you know i was just thinking oh i'm i don't quit i don't quit i don't quit you know because that's how i always was like it doesn't matter what obstacle i'll just fucking figure it out you know but then that that i remember the flight home from that show was a lot of like what a waste of time money <laughs> drugs just everything possible growth that could have went for next year <laughs> while yeah, staying in the you know? off season <laughs> I think yeah, it's funny that so. you have the the reverse things too, though, because the the first USA's I did when I was backstage, I was just looking around, and Scott, that was 2010. So Jason Hell won that year. Okay, I remember um, that. Yeah, everyone in the top ten is a pro now um, of yeah. the super heavies. I mean, it, but was, I'll never forget. I was on uh, backstage. I'm looking around, and I get on stage and. I got done and I was in the top five and all I was thinking the whole time was, God, these fucking guys are so big, you know, and I don't have pretty shape. So I was like, this is brutal. And I come out and Aceto goes, you are fucking massive. And I was like, <laughs> I am. <laughs> like, then I saw the pictures. And I was like, I'm ugly as fuck, but he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look really big next to these guys. Yeah, because I think in my head I just knew they were all better. So I immediately was like, "I'm smaller and oh, not yeah. put together. I'm fucked." You know what I mean? Did Did you guys see the video of that like that poor sport guy that was like yelling? At oh the yes. Judges? Did you see that video? Oh I yeah. Didn't see that. And then he like, oh yeah. That that was from somewhere in the Middle East, wasn't it? Because there was like some. Yes. I'm not sure if it was just like an Arabic page I was on, or if it was a Middle East show. But the guy like sat down on the stage too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, it was unreal. Really? They were called. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but there somebody called him the Iranian bumstead. Why is the Iranian bumstead so mad? <laughs> oh, because he was like, yeah, he, had a good, he, yeah, he was put together. He, he was. He looked great, but he was pissed he about was, something. <laughs> Nope. Yeah, he was like yelling at the judges and fucking making a big scene on stage, and yeah, and then he had a little sit-in. I don't know what that was about protesting something. That's always good for you. <laughs> They'll usually change it for you on the yeah. spot if you just sit down. They yeah. love that. They love that. <laughs> judges love that. I, I should have tried that in 2012, and maybe I would have got my pro card then. Even though I sucked, I should have sat on the stage. Steve would have been like, "Yeah, ah, yeah, give him a pro card." Yeah. <laughs> well. You know, it was nice Classic. rehashing my most painful competitive memory with you guys. <laughs> I'm glad you brought really... it up. I, we can all we can all go be sad now. I'm gonna go have two yeah, drinks, yeah. but I gotta go. <laughs> so 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 here's the here's the lesson for everybody. You gotta learn from your mistakes, and and you didn't win the show because you didn't deserve to win the show. How's that? A good lesson. You know what? Uh, the, the best advice I was ever given that was so great um, from uh, one of one of my early coaches was: don't give them a choice. So yeah, be the biggest, most ripped, yeah. best posed. If you do all those things, you don't give them a choice. But if one of those things is a weakness, they now have a choice, hmm. and fuck you if choice. you disagree. Yeah, yeah. And and I one of the most common things people ask me is is um you know because i got you know all those second places at pro qualifiers right so people often ask like oh that must have really you know blah 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 and like obviously there was a couple years where i thought i was going to win just because of what i thought like you know so i was upset but i never ever ever carried it anywhere past that because i always thought it's my own fault for allowing it to be close yeah like yep. 
Because, you know, like if, like I lost a couple one point decisions and I lost a couple where I had, you know, two judges had me first and four judges had me second or whatever. You know, it's just my fault. So what if a couple judges had me first? Who gives a fuck? There's seven judges. You need four of them. It's your own fault. And if you're only trying to get four of them, that's another mistake. You should be trying to get seven of them. Yep. So, yeah, you just. Close calls are losses. Sorry, that's just how it goes, and you can't dwell on them or blame anybody. And you know, sometimes I hear people complain about their placing, and I'm like, "Fuck, don't complain to me." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Never a good look. <laughs> so, anyways, have you got to go, Dusty? Yep, you I got to go, go pick up children. Okay. okay, well, remember to like, share, subscribe comment and ring the bell we didn't do that at the beginning we needed ron we started the fucking show without even we did the we did the thing like you did on that podcast ron we were talking and then we just next thing i know we were in the show and then you were here and you had had to bring back your fucking discount code because you were here and it was crazy (laughs) thanks yes remember i am mutant.com big ron 20 Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, everybody. Remember, it's just bodybuilding. Adios. There we go.